DJ, JT, Danielle, and Lydia, all coming up in the Fairways of Life show, will update you on live leaderboards that are underway right now around the world. So too are we in the Fairways of Life. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome one and all to this Thursday. Jumping in and out of your way quickly this morning to get you ready for all the golf that is happening as we speak and will be going on throughout the course of the day. Remember, PGA Tour Live is that right now. You can get it through NBC Sports Gold through the balance of 2021. Let's take a look at the Valspar Championship Leaderboard, don't forget ValsparChampionship.com for more info on the event directly. Benny on one under par, leading the way. He's played four holes as, yeah, Jonathan Vegas. Uh, you know what? The group is so huge at one under par right now. No one has broken out. I'm going to read through all of them. And all of them are, the, the deepest any of them are is four holes in. I will tell you who those four are. Benny on Jonathan Vegas, KJ Choi, I know, and Kelly Kraft, all one under par, four holes having been played in their respective rounds. Others at one under par, thus tied for first, Emiliano Grillo, Matthew Nesmith, Ryan Moore, Chris Kirk, Hunter Mahan, Andrew Putnam, Tyler Duncan, and Martin Laird. All of those are at one under par. Now from there, as you could imagine, the grouping at level par is also massive. Uh, Abraham Answer amongst them, Jamie Lovemark is there, David Hearn, Aaron Baddeley, Patrick Rogers, Kevin Streelman, uh, Kevin Tway, J.B. Holmes, Boba, all at uh, level par. There are scores over par right now. Uh, let's see, the worst of which is James Hahn is three over. Jim Herman is two over par. Ryan Armour amongst the group at one over par also includes Kevin Stadler, Bo Van Pelt, and John Ha. That's the look at the leaderboard on the PGA Tour. Coming up, we will give you all the air times of how and when and where you can see and hear the PGA Tour. If you are so inclined, let's go to the European Tour next because this too is also an active leaderboard. Leading the way in the European Tour, uh, it's an interesting leaderboard right now. Uh, John Catlin, American golfer, is, is first. He's 10 under par. He's played 15 holes today. You heard me correctly. 10 under par. As yet, uh, he got an exemption into the PGA Championship alongside of Ricky Fowler. Made a lot of news this past week because people are like, what did Ricky do to justify getting an exemption into this major championship? Well, John Catlin has been a multiple-time winner of late, and he's once again leading this week on the European Tour, playing very well. He has a one-shot lead over Thorbjorn Olesen, and Olesen, he's, he's... nine under through 16 holes. But Olison is an interesting story because of the charges that Dom, if I, if just so I phrase this correctly, the charges against Thorbjorn are still pending, correct? I think because of COVID, et cetera, everything got pushed off. I do believe that he has pled innocent to, to said charges, but do you have a list of, of what happened and where, where it's at? It's just an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, it was it was on an airplane going from, I think it was uh, Florida or something, to London in 2019. And he allegedly assaulted some crew members, including some female passengers, and allegedly urinated in the aisle. Right. Hard to say without laughing, but that's what they said happened. And uh, he was charged with sexual assault and basically disorderly conduct on an aircraft. And I believe he has. Pled I thought not one of the charges was being charges. drunk on an aircraft, which I didn't even know you could be charged with that because I would. Yeah, I. Most yeah, people on I most think planes. That's are what guilty. it was. So, so he he is. You are correct. As, as based on what the the latest news that I have read and looked at says that those charges are still pending, and as you mentioned, unsurprisingly, a lot of things have been pushed off because of COVID, especially things like in a courtroom. They're just delaying things. So, I think all that stuff is still pending. I don't know. I've, I've always liked Thorbjorn. I, I, I remember at the 2018 Ryder Cup and uh, Le Golf National, and if you guys remember, it ended on 16 with uh, Molinari and Mickelson when, when Mickelson dunked his, his tee shot at the, at the difficult par three. It was fronted by a pond. And so it's over. 
I was a hole ahead of them calling the match between, at the time, uh, Sergio Garcia and Ricky Fowler, which Garcia ended up winning. And when he won that match, he became the highest points earner for the European side all time, uh, eclipsing which Gar- Faldo in, in achieving such a distinction. It, but the crowd, as you could imagine, first of all, it's, it was a massive platform at, the, at this golf course. They were everywhere and they were going insane. You can understand this. They were celebrating. And so they all wanted to celebrate with Sergio and they wanted him to be a part of the celebration. Remember, there was the videos of of Tommy Fleetwood almost being thrust up upon people's shoulders, et cetera. And so the, the security was, was, was pretty tight at that point because, again, the match, had, had, the match between these two individuals had not concluded yet. And that's the reason why they, that when, when the Ryder Cup is won, they don't just all throw their hat in the air and say, oh, the hell with it, we just won. We're not going to finish these individual matches. They do because of posterity. They do because of the records, et cetera. So... They had, they had this rope, and, and the marshals ran this rope through the middle of the, of the fairway just before the green complex, and the people were pressing against it. So Sergio ends up winning, and Sergio had, was going to talk to, uh, I know NBC was going to talk to him. I can't remember if Sky or the BBC, whoever it was that was next in queue, but there was someone there before, before uh, it was my turn. So I had a couple of minutes before I would step in and, and speak to uh, Sergio uh, just to get his reaction to what he had just accomplished, which was, think about it from a career standpoint, is, is incredibly remarkable. Uh, and think about it as, as a Spaniard and, and what Spain has meant to the Ryder Cup. Uh, yes, I am talking about Ali. I am talking about Seve. And so I looked to my right, and there crouched, next to the rope line, just inside the, the rope line, but crouched on the ground by himself, quietly, humbly, uh, just watching, was Thorbjorn Olsen. And I leaned down and I said, congratulations, kind of slapped him on the back, shook his hand. And I just thought it was very interesting that at that moment when the, the world there, as defined by the space that we were in at, at, at that moment, was going insane, that he was quietly there in support of and watching Sergio Garcia uh, and he was there because of Sergio. It was really, it was really a cool thing. So, uh, however that works out. For, uh, what's what do you mean, Dom? What would you just Dom just said something? In my headset, folks. Well, I just said I, I can, if you'd like, I can wrap a bow around it here. I've got the specific dates and the alleges and whatever, because this is, like you said, this is ongoing. But uh, he played quite well last week, and so didn't he have a sixty-one that, last week? He did. He had a 61 last week. And this is just a a portion of something that was written by Golf Digest less than a week ago. Um, A five-time winner on the European Tour and member of the 2018 uh, European Ryder Cup team, Olsen is facing charges of sexual assault, being drunk on an aircraft, and assault by beating. This is a quote. I'm just reading it. (laughs) He was arrested on July 29, 2019, for allegedly molesting a woman who was asleep on a flight from Memphis to London following the FedEx St. Jude Invitational in 2019. He argued with other passengers on the flight, according to published reports, causing fellow European Tour pro Ian Poulter, who was also on the plane, to intervene, etc., etc. He was formally charged on August 6th. He was originally suspended by the European Tour for the incident. However, the pandemic pushed his trial to December 6, 2021, hence it's still ongoing. So uh-huh. the tour lifted his suspension in, in July. Quote, uh, this will be reviewed following the conclusion of the legal process, but as this is an ongoing legal matter, the European tour will be making no further comment at this time, end quote. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is a quote from Olison. Um, at, this was a quote from last week when he played so well. Um, I am incredibly sad, this quote, about what has happened and would like to apologize to all the Danes who have supported me for so many years. While my team and I initially agreed that I would not participate in tour events while the legal proceedings were outstanding. I am naturally grateful to the European tour for allowing me to continue my career following the lengthy adjournment of my trial. Obviously, the case itself is still ongoing, so I will continue to make no comment about it, end quote. It's interesting. The, the assault by beating is, is the part that has me the most curious. <laughs> I'm reading quotes here. I didn't even know... 
Does that mean someone like went into a, like a police station and they're like, "What do you do?" He was he was assaulting by beating right yeah, down. Yeah, that's the part that for <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it, it brings to mind a, a Seinfeld episode, the one one where where Jerry uh, Costanza, right, the father, and he was trying to get some toy when he decided that that he wasn't going to do a traditional Christmas. And they literally invented Festivus, yeah. And he was telling the story about they were both going for the same toy, and this man jumped in front of him, and he said he was raining down blows. I just remember that line. You remember that line? Of course I do. Raining down blows. I think that's when the Festivus came to him, right? Yes. As I was raining down blows, the the Festivus for the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, it, it's funny because a charge is a charge. So presumably uh, it, it's a charge because someone is accusing him to say, hey, this took place and you must answer to it. He must have well, this is rained down blows on someone. In the NBA and the NFL, there, there's consistently legal issues happening in those sports all the time and athletes continue to participate. It's just a little bit of a rare situation for that to happen in golf. That's all. Oh, yeah. Well... I mean, this this was a pretty intense situation. In fairness, I, 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 it's weird. I mean, what are you supposed to say in this situation that we hope justice is served or we hope it works out okay for me? What do you say? What can you say? You just have to kind of have the no comment. Just what what time? When when did that happen? That was what was the date? If, if it was coming back from Memphis, in it July must have been twenty nineteen. After the FedEx St. Jude, and then I believe charges were August 6th. And like anything else that's legal related, I mean, it took forever. I mean, it's been almost a full year, and then you have the pandemic in between that chunk going on. So everything's just been viciously delayed, essentially. Hmm. But the stuff I read said he pleaded not guilty. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they have cameras up there or something. Uh, I don't know. But that's an interesting tactic. Too, because what when you plead not guilty, is that because your your claim to the to the judge will be like ah, wasn't that bad? That didn't happen. Well, the the only part of it. I mean, I, I don't me, think you can claim it didn't happen if there's witnesses, but you can be like, I think they're overreacting a little bit. Yeah, but I mean. I don't want to go into the weeds, but urinating in the aisle. That yeah, that one's a- You don't make... I, first of all, I don't think you make that up. Second of all, I don't think that can be misinterpreted. <laughs> Maybe. That one of the planes, like, that guy's peeing in the aisle. And everyone's like, you can't do that, right? You've never... Is that allowed? That's not allowed. I don't know what kind of flights you've been on, Dom, but... So, <laughs> maybe he had a medical condition. What? That's Why possible. Andrew, Andrew's laughing. Maybe he had a medical condition. There, hey, there are medical conditions that cause, maybe not that specifically, but issues. <laughs> so he right now is, he, he just bogeyed the 17th. So he's two shot, shots back of John Catlin, who continues to lead in 10 under par. Catlin got, they, they played another hole plus from the time that we've been discussing this. Uh, Garrick Higo, who the 21-year-old who just won, that went to UNLV for a little while, from South Africa, he's now tied for second at eight under par. Uh, and he's, he's playing ex- obviously extremely well. Uh, he's uh, assault by beating on the golf course of uh, eight under par. So, it's a, it, again, it's an interesting leaderboard. That's all I'm saying. Let's go to the LPGA leaderboard, which, again, is very interesting. The HSBC leading the way eight under par 64 in B Park. She is a legend. How does she continue to play so well for so long against the best in the world? It is incredible. After she finished up round one, here is in B Park talking about how exactly what she did that causes her to play so well and keep it rolling. You know, start at the beginning. I mean, I think uh, we started the day you know, pretty solid. And, um, you know, I was just giving myself a little less warm-up time this week. I usually allow myself like an hour. I I was only doing like 40 minutes, you know, this morning, just trying to get my energy level not so down. So um, I think that worked out good. 
I was going to say, because of this heat, you really have to prepare for it. I know you, we've talked about, we were just talking about how you're not much of a heat person, as you said, but you're thriving under these conditions here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't like the heat, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to play bad in the <laughs> heat. So, I mean, that's a different story. Um, you know, I still, you know, really, you know, trying to concentrate on golf, you know, when it's um, you know, quite a distraction, obviously, with the, you know, very hot weather. You know, my husband always jokes because, you know, he likes the heat, but not this heat, but he likes the heat, but I always like the cold. And my dog, Rio, he, he has, you know, big hair, a lot of hair. So he really likes the um, cold as well. So we're both in like, you know, cold zone and he's always in like a hot zone so like but I mean I I asked him today like so do you really like the heat or you like the cold he's like yeah definitely cold so (laughs) (laughs) after toting the bag in these kind of conditions because it's very different from the last time he he was on the bag as we talked about yeah it's a totally different weather I mean he carried for me in the AIG Women's Open and I mean it was probably about 10 10 degrees I mean probably like yeah, 10, de- 10 Celsius, you know, 10 degrees Celsius. So it's, you know, quite you know, 20, probably 20 degree difference. So um, he's going to have to work hard this week. I'll tell you something, Matt. Um, you asked the question, how does she keep doing this? Mm. Well, she was uh, reacting to her first round there yeah. at the HSBC where she's leading. I'm still going backwards. 2013, 2012, fifth. I, she has been... Inside basically the top 10 in putting average, in most cases inside the top five on the LPGA Tour, and I'm still going back. Like, I'm at like 10 years, 10 years running now. I think the answer is putting to your question. But I think a, a, a more fun question would be, if you made a list of the, the best putters in the history of golf, say, say 10, the best 10 putters in the history of golf, I kind of feel like NB Park is on that list of all time. Uh, she's a legend. She's a multiple-time major winner. All right. It's just it's amazing to me. Here's, a, here's another question. She was talking about her husband, who is her caddy. Could you caddy for your wife? Uh, yeah, that'd be no problem. I think the issue would be the alternative. Could she caddy for me? I can caddy for her. She's never played more than 12 holes of golf. She can't. She throws in the towel and yells at me and says, I want to go home. For a while, it was eight holes, and I've kind of pushed her out to 12 holes. So can I caddy one round of golf for 12 holes? Yes, that's no problem. I didn't. Can she you caddy just for changed me? the confines of the question. No I chance. just said, could you be your wife's caddy? And, and now you're like, yes, I could do it one time, one time for 12 holes. Well, she'll never play 18, so I'm kind of in the clear. <laughs> and, then, and then the inference being that you don't think that she could caddy for you. No, I, I think... Uh, it's okay, Dom. We're, you're think, amongst friends. I think I'm a difficult person, just in general. I think you would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> just not, not even just golf, just to be around me for an extended period of time. It's rough. <laughs> it's just rough. <laughs> I mean, there, you could be charged with golf, assault. A whole round of golf, course. that's like... And there's no one out there. There's no buffer. She's just got to listen to me talk for like five hours straight. That's what, that's what Don's that's referring to our, our recent trip to Streamsong because I was always the group somehow for the first time ever. I didn't have to be the last group out. I, I could be the second, the last group out. So I got out a little bit earlier and that was because uh, with all our new TV equipment that Dom had to make sure that everything was put where it was supposed to be put with the, with the you know, the sophistication of, of the different elements of it. So I was in front of Dom all week, which I actually had fun with because it allowed me to watch many of your shots, Dominic. As you know, I was, I was, I was enjoying seeing you playing as well as you were that, that week. But um, uh, how do I put this delicately? I could hear you the whole time and everyone else could. We had, we had a guy one day, you were playing with young Tom. So it's Dominic, young Tom, Tommy D together and the, the guy that they, they paired him with Tony, the last guy in that group, Tony, uh, I think Tony had, had cotton in his ears. We had a guy that actually got, get driven right off his tee shot because you guys were coming up an adjacent fairway and you were just so loud. He was, he, he had stepped in, he was ready to go and he literally stopped. He was very, very nice about it, but he stepped away and we all started laughing as we knew what happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say, Matt. 
This is just all, all facts. It would, be, it would be the first time you didn't have something to say if that was the case in, in, in this one. But the, what, he, what Dom's referring to on the golf course is that, uh, how, do I, how do I put this uh, delicately? He, he complains a great deal. Is that, fa- is that fair enough? Yeah, but I've turned a corner, Matt. I think after, after my great round, everyone in that group is calling me Mr. Positivity. You can ask them. That's a real thing. Seriously. Seriously, I think I might have turned. I heard corner, you. Had so six, most of my complaining I mean. will just stay in the studio now. <laughs> you can you hear everything, and and so Dom hit sixteen is a, is a little uh, on the red course is it's a little par four, and you can hit driver. If there's a, there's a there's a bunker that crosses in front of the fairway, and it's a, it's a high faced bunker, uh, and and the, if you hit driver. You can darn near get close to the green, or you can you can play it conservative. I had a three wood and kind of threaded it right of that bunker because I didn't want to mess with that bunker. But so we're on the next tee, and I hear Dom on that hole, and you hit into that left bunker, and I hear Dom said, "Is that erosion?" <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I, I I didn't I say anything to anybody, but I'm like from what? the situation. <laughs> What ruling is he? I mean, I get that that was your, your, your record round when you shot a 72. Or at that point, you may have even been still under par in the round. I don't remember. But I remember hearing you say, is that erosion? What were you talking about? Did you, did you plug in the face of the, of the... Well, it actually... I actually... It didn't, I don't it mean to cast making, doubt on your, on your it, round. It ended up not making a difference because I bogeyed that hole and made a mess of it anyway. But... Uh, Prior to us arriving at Streamsong, they had a deluge of rain. Matt and I drove in the deluge. Yeah, it was dangerous. <laughs> they had a yeah, yes, it was dangerous. Um, and there was washout in a lot of different places on the golf course where there was not normally washout. I'm not sure if you noticed it, Matt, but that picturesque par three when you cross that bridge where that gator always is. Yeah. Right at the end of that bridge, that whole area, which is normally just oh yeah, they were working like on fairway. it. Yeah, it was just all gone. Like the sand had just come out. You could see all the drainage pipes. It was a, it was a mess. So there's a lot of places like that on the golf course on the edges, and one of them was a bunker that I had landed in. And so the, the on the where the edge of the bunker was, it had it had washed out, and there was like huge what looked like um, sort of indents in the sand, and it was just Ruts, yeah. wavy and. And it was lodged in one of those. And so I got a drop from that, dropped in the bunker, and then stayed in the bunker. I hit a shot and just stayed in the bunker anyway. <laughs> so the golf so gods you, telling me. you guys deemed it ground under repair then? That, the caddy did, and one other guy in my group, yes. Wh- I didn't just caddy? go over there your, and be like, hey, this is, uh, this is erosion. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Well, well again, <laughs> we're... <laughs> We're a hundred yards away from you, and that's what we heard. It sounded no, like a... what? Yeah, first of all, it sounds like I'm under a microscope right now, which is BS, by the way. But what I did was so I you're, looked you're at my caddy and I said, "This is innocent this of all doesn't charters. look like the bunker at all. This is erosion, isn't it?" Yeah. So and which, like, when yeah, you said it's... the caddy declared it as as ground under repair, which, which caddy? Your caddy? My caddy. And then okay, I said, right. "Well, that clears." Let's talk to. I don't remember who was in the fairway, but whoever was in the fairway. In my group, I said, hey, can you come look at this? And then they walked over and they saw, I don't know why I'm under this microscope. It's ridiculous. What am I, Patrick Reed here? So oh, the guy just... comes over and, <laughs> and he, I forget who it was. And it might have been Tony. And he looked at the bunker, which is clearly washed out. And he goes, oh, yeah, you, that, that's, an un, that's ridiculous. You, you don't have to. You can yeah, just Tony take wasn't it out with you that day. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Tony wasn't in your group. I got a free. I got. I got relief, group. and then I screwed it Isle up anyway. So what's the difference? Greg was there. Look I, again. I'm not casting dispersion. I'm just asking you what happened. And you're you're the one that's getting all defensive. It, it, I I almost feel like we scratched the surface of something serious here. That I don't that like this. I don't like being. I, I am not guilty. Pending charges. <laughs> PXG's new Gen Four golf clubs, the most advanced, best performing clubs that we've ever made, packed with new innovations. Aluminum vapor technology, precision weighting technology, X-Core technology, more Gen 4 irons, drivers, fairways, hybrids, all deliver incredible ball speed, distance, control, sound, and feel. Visit pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG to learn more. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. 
period. All right, so Sofia Popoff is tied for third after the opening round of the HSBC. She finished on the mark of five under par. She, too, addressed the media following a very strong opening round. Just kind of, um, obviously, it's, it always settles the nerves. Um, I made two pretty good putts uh, right off the bat, so um, it's kind of nice to get a good feel with your putter, especially when the greens are as, as good as they are here. Um, if you can... If you can get a good read on it, um, then you know it's it's more likely that you'll that you'll make a couple more coming down the stretch. So I think it's just um, yeah, it was kind of nice just to get off to a good start and uh, good vibes for the rest of the round. And I know you posted. We were talking about your Instagram post the other day or your Twitter post of just you and your caddy getting used to this heat. What has it been like getting used to this heat? And now that you have your first round on your belt, you know, was it everything you expected? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think actually I, I'd have to say like yesterday and the day before it kind of felt a little bit hotter, maybe because I played a little bit later. Um, but today, I think it's all about, you know, just being really well prepared. And then I think just the fact that you're playing competitively takes your mind off of things uh, quite a bit, too. So um, it's just been a little bit just having to adapt um, to the to the climate. But I think overall, um, I've, I've done a pretty good job and. It doesn't feel too bad yet, but I might regret saying that. <laughs> I was going to say this earlier morning tea time that you had, did you think it kind of led a little bit of an advantage to you? Yeah, I think so. Um, it was definitely a little bit cooler this morning, um, although we didn't have any breeze. So kind of just, you know, you're sitting there, standing there, and you're just kind of sweating the whole time. But um, I do think that it lent to a little bit cooler air, maybe. Um, definitely felt that the back nine, I was getting really hot. And, you know, I took out my sun umbrella, and, and that was that, that worked pretty well. But I think just the fact that you're playing and, and that just keeps your mind off of it a little. I think if this was just a for fun round, then uh, I'd be struggling a lot more. You were able to close with three in your last six holes, I believe, or something around that number. What's it like for you going into round two tomorrow, knowing that you'll probably have an opposite tea time than you had this morning, but to be able to close with a strong finish like that? Yeah, it's nice. You know, I think that um, I left a few opportunities out there. So I, I, I felt like I could have been lower um, than I was at that point. Uh, so it was just kind of not, it was, it was great to be able to roll in a, in a few more putts um, my last six or seven holes, uh, just to finish at the number that I feel like I think I deserved um, for where my, my game was at today. Sophia Popoff after her opening round of five under par at the HSBC. We're going to get into the airtimes of the golf, how, when, and where you can see it. And coming up, you're still going to hear from uh, the world number one. Dustin Johnson addressed the media at the Valspar Championship. I'll also keep you updated on what's going on in that leaderboard. Uh, Justin Thomas addressed the media. Paul Casey addressed the media. What's interesting is that the players on top of everything else also addressed the player impact program which, as you guys know, the news came out about that, about essentially the, there's a pool, a, a very substantial pool, that will be, how do I phrase it, rewarding players who connect the most in a, a myriad of ways that is not based upon what they do with club in hand. It's based upon what they do through various judgments and criteria, which includes social media. So there was a good article that came out on that too by Ryan Lavner, which talked uh, from the standpoint of, we constantly talk about PGA Tour Live, right? We're big fans of PGA Tour Live. Uh, we don't have anything to do with them commercially or partnership wise. We're just really big fans of the, of the product. And he came out with this article essentially based on saying who's been on PGA Tour Live the most. And Invariably, that ties into this other question, and that ties into the fact that the three players that I just mentioned you specifically spoke to this program, and in Paul Casey's case, he was like, no, nah, I don't like the program at all. I'm paraphrasing. He said, I didn't vote for it. I'm on the pack. Really interesting what, kind of, what it's revealing of the machinations that go into decisions of the tour. I'm not 100% certain that it was the intention of the tour that this program be publicly revealed either. And it, it, all of it is interesting to find out what it means, and we're going to find out from players what their opinion is on the same. Tour Edge, pound for pound, the industry leader in performance and innovation, recently announced their all-new Exotics 721 Series Metalwoods and Irons, these ultra-premium sticks 
that they've made uh, into play at several PGA Tour Champions event feature the all-new design concepts and groundbreaking technology from the Tour Edge R&D team that takes the Exotic 721 Series to entirely new level of performance. To see the Exotic 721 and find a local dealer, visit touredge.com today. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up after this. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers. But now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, and Gil Hansen's Black Course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Dom claims that, that Andrew has learned very quickly to completely block us out, so, so he claims. Because we were continuing our conversation. The conversations that we're having on the air continue when we're, when we're in commercial break. And I, Oftentimes I, we don't even know if we're on the air. Really, true. Matt and I just sit here and talk until tomorrow. It's really what's happening. And then at some point, Andrew comes in and turns the cameras on. Yeah, and otherwise ignores us. us mid-conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's all true. All of it is 100% accurate. All right, so that article I was telling you about from Ryan Labner, it's titled, uh, With Player Impact Program Highlighting Visibility, Who Has Appeared the Most on PGA Tour Live This Year? Eddie writes, One of the underlying themes of the PGA Tour's new player impact program is visibility. That is how often a player is seen, whether that's on social media and commercials 
or on the tournament broadcast. And during the natural course of a season, there are few better ways for a player to attract attention than by appearing during featured group coverage of the PGA Tour Live telecasts, which, in the interest of full disclosure, are available via subscription through the NBC Sports Gold app and Amazon Prime Video. Which got us thinking, if the Player Impact Program began January 1, which players have been featured most often on PGA Tour Live this year? After all, those are the players who would have been most visible and therefore best positioned to improve such metrics as their Nielsen brand exposure, Q rating, MVP index rating, and meltwater mentions. All of those are the criteria, as he's telling you. After pouring over the broadcast schedule since PGA Tour Live began in mid-January at the American Express, through the slated first two rounds of this week's Valspar Championship, we found unscientifically that 54 players were featured multiple times and 93 total players were shown during the featured group coverage. That's pretty solid distribution considering there are only through 14 events so far in the PGA Tour live slate. So, he lists. Those who have appeared most often overall, 12 appearances. Venture to guess? Anyone? Bueller? Rory McIlroy, which I don't see that as a, as a shock at all. The other, wait for it, Ricky Fowler. 11 appearances, John Rahm. 10 appearances, Phil Mickelson. Nine for Jordan Spieth, which Dom thinks they should have a whole channel just devoted to Jordan Spieth. No announcers, no nothing, just Jordan. Because he kind of does his own play-by-play. Number eight is Dustin Johnson. Number seven, I mean, eight appearances, Dustin Johnson. World number one. Number uh, or seven times would be Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama, and Patrick Reed. Six times, which I think, Dom, in some way it was almost offensive when I was asking you about your question will drop when you said that, what am I, Patrick Reed? Six times, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, Jason Day, and Adam Scott. Five times, Brooks Kepka, Tony Fino, Matthew Wolf, Francesco Amalanare, Paul Casey, and Max Homa. And then the, the lowest one they show is two times. I'll, I'm jumping down the list here. Two times, Justin Rose, Brandon Steele, Akshay Abathia, C.T. Pan, Charles Howell III, Harris English, Keegan Bradley, Jason Kokrak, Sanjay M., and Joaquin Neiman. And then they have those who have appeared the most during early round coverage. And I'm not going to go through the same kind of depth of list, but seven times is the highest in early round coverage. And that's Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and Ricky Fowler. What's up, Don? Uh, so you can interact with us if you choose. If you're watching on Facebook, you're watching on YouTube, or on Twitter, our visual side, that is. On the radio side, you can just scream at your radio, but I can't hear you. Um, so Tony, from our group, writes in on YouTube, clearly oh. in reference to me. No video evidence, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> For the record, if, if we're remembering this correctly, we might be misremembering, but assuming we're remembering correctly, it was 17 on red, of which Tony was not in my group. I know he wasn't he in your no group. Right. I told you that. He has no right to comment. No right to comment. What I need is I need someone from my group to write in right now and say... Well, you clearly intimidated um, somebody because you were like, hey... It was ground under repair. And, hey, Barry, uh, come look at this thing. Me. It was probably Greg that you spoke to. Greg doesn't even play the game. He tries. He's having fun. But, I mean, he, he, there's no way he would have known the hey, rule. Greg, is this re- ground under repair? Yeah, do whatever you no, want. No, <laughs> that wasn't what the question was. You asked if it was erosion. It was a whole new set of rules. It was interesting. Well, no, I said. I mean, I've been I through rules say, school. I, I don't remember the, uh, the, the the game of golf allows a preferred drop when erosion is present. Well, well <laughs> listen, I'm done yeah. commenting on this. Okay, speak with my lawyer. <laughs> not innocent. <laughs> we'll see. Or you're saying not guilty. Raining down blows. Assault by beating. I, again, I didn't know that, but that was what these people were threatened with, obviously. I'm just reading the charges, you know? All I can do is read. How about this, this leaderboard? I, I love what's happened at the Valspar Championship, valsparchampionship.com. 
Leading the way right now, Hunter Mahan, three under through five. Dom, if you really want to impress me, find out the last time that Hunter Mahan led any tour event. Go, I'll time you. Second place at two under par belongs to multiple players. Kelly Kraft, Matthew Nismith, Patrick Rogers, Martin Trainer, and Pat Perez at two under after one. So there's a look at what's going on with that leaderboard. Okay, so you heard that the article that I just read from Ryan Lavner talking about the player impact program, et cetera. And I'm curious what the reaction is from prominent players. Now, this week, obviously, Paul Casey is an extremely prominent player. He is otherwise in the game of golf, but this week in particular, because he's the two-time defending champion. Remember, the event wasn't held last year. So Paul Casey was very honest and, and, and candid about his reaction to this new program. I don't spend too much time, Doug, thinking whether I'm in that top 10 or not. Um... I don't think I am. Um, what would it take? Uh, playing great golf. I think it would take me winning probably a couple of times this year to, to garner the level of media attention, um, social media hits, column inches, that kind of stuff to, to get me into that top 10. Um, am I envious? Worry about playing good golf, Doug, and having, you know, get my kids to football practice on time. Um, it's not going to change my life. Um, so, I don't know. not sure I've answered that for you. Uh, I feel for number 11. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and number 12 and number 13. I mean, if, look, everybody, you guys know it. Um, you just want, you want me to say something. Everybody brings value, plain and simple. Um, that value is, is varied, um, but everybody brings value. Um, is this the best way of compensating guys? Um, I don't know. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, look, we, we're always trying to put, you know, the, the tour's job is to, the tour's job is lots of things, but one of those things is to, is to you know, build the, the purses and obviously the amount of money that we play for, that's one of the things they do. Um, that's, that's the commissioner's kind of, that's, that's why he's there amongst other things. Um, how to distribute those, those riches? Um, yeah. Uh, it's probably not the way I would have played it. Really fascinating. It's very, to hear a player of his stature reacting to this, he's clearly uncomfortable discussing it. What's unclear to me at this point is the why. Why did they start this program? Uh, If it was a methodology to say, okay, if, again, we don't know what's going on with with Tiger and and his leg. Uh, This program was put in, in place before he had his car accident, which is very important to realize Phil presumably, although he's playing in the Valspar Championship, presumably has seen his better days on the PGA Tour. I don't think that's even something necessarily he would disagree with because uh, he was he was a prolific winner at the height of his prowess, and it's reasonable to assume that he's not going to be a prolific winner even if he wins again on tour. But nonetheless, if this program was put into place in some way, shape, or form to reward Tiger Woods particularly, specifically, uh, and, and uh, to some extent, Phil Mickelson for the modern tour that they helped build. Uh, the, every player to a man, every one of them will tell you that Tiger is responsible for the modern tour right now, the purses they play for, the, the uh, television contract value, etc. So, but again, it, rewarding a player for that still doesn't seem like like uh, the motivation for this program. It seems to me that it has more to do with keeping players of that stature engaged. And so then you're putting together a program. Do you put it together for one or two people? I mean, everything about that criteria, Tiger's going to be number one, period. And 
the amount of money that's that's paid out would be equivalent to a player winning two, three, or four more times in in a golf season. But this isn't about them playing. So to me, it, it's what I haven't heard is the why yet. And clearly, there's a lot of players like. Paul Casey in this case, that are upset going, wait a minute, we're supposed to be a tour that's based upon performance, what you do with club in hand, right? Uh, and, and I get that too. But then there's the other side of it that I think he was alluding to where the tour is an entertainment product. And it's, and it's the same th- uh, argument in my mind that happens with sponsors exemptions, and when a sponsor's exemption goes to, say, Tony Romo, and people get really upset about that, and they say, well, it should be going to a player who's trying to climb his way, claw his way up the ladder. They shouldn't have playing opportunities taken away because of celebrities, and that half of it is the entertainment side. That's about turning gate revenue. That's about eyeballs and broadcasts, et cetera. And that when it seems terribly unfair, you realize that the way that sports leagues work is not just about performance. It's about all of these other intangibles, namely who causes the till to have a few more coins tossed into it because of what they, what they pull in. So it's a, it's a very complicated subject. It's just, I, w- I would love to hear someone from the tour's perspective. I know what they, they spoke about it in terms of defining what the program was, and they actually used the cliche, moving the needle, which is used every single time anyone talks about Tiger Woods in terms of the impact that he has uh, on tour. And we see it even now because of, of in, in our world of digital radio and, and also on the television side, we see it immediately with, with ratings. Anything that has anything to do with Tiger does massive, massive ratings. Our the largest show since we've started on the TV side that we've had was the the day after Tiger's car accident, when we had Dr. Michael Maloney on, and that became a viral sensation in and of itself. So it's, I mean, that's that's the part of this, Dom, that that I would love to know more about is the why. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I I'm certainly open to someone from the tour coming on, but I, what I wanted to say, I just. I want to play devil's advocate just for a second. I'm just curious. I wonder if some of the contention that uh, you're seeing in various places on social media and, and whatnot with this is the fact that they're not starting on equal ground. In other words, I'm wondering if this would be taken differently if it was, in, if, if it was incentives based on everyone starting at zero. So next year, starting in January... Hey, hey, everybody on the PGA Tour, here are the, here's what we care about. Google search this, that, the other. And everyone starts from zero, and we'll see what they do. Because if, that's not what it's like right now. If you look at Fowler, you look at Tiger, you look at Phil, like if you look at their social media platforms, they have millions and millions of viewers and, 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 and uh, followers and Facebook friends and whatever. And... If you look at someone who's just coming out on the tour, like a young gun, like Justin Sa, who we just spoke to the other day, great kid. I could totally see him being really engaging on social media and doing posts and doing cool videos and doing all kinds of things. But if his baseline isn't 4 million followers right out of the gate, there's, there's no chance yeah. he can get anywhere with that. So I'm just wondering if it would be taken differently if, the, if ever, everything reset at zero every year. And it was like, let's see who can be the most off-the-course socially conscious with their platforms and their reach and everything on the PGA Tour. Do you think, I mean, or, or is, your, is your, I guess the alternative argument would just be, well, this is, this is to make sure that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson get what they deserve and that they should just do that in perpetuity. I don't actually think that's what it is necessarily. What, what, what I think this actually is, is that, There's an undercurrent in the game of golf of fear that of what will happen to golf when Tiger Woods leaves the stage. And that fear was was palpable in in February after his car accident. First of all, from the standpoint of what was the severity of the injuries, uh, would he ever be able to play golf again? 
I think everybody breathed a little bit of a sigh of relief if you were a Tiger fan in the last few days because over the weekends we saw photos of Tiger kind of out and about and it looked like he was on the mend. And so from that standpoint, there was at least hope. But I think that the, the industry itself, and, and, and this is inclusive of the tour, in my opinion, and that's all I'm stating here, everyone's afraid of what happens when. And I believe that this program was struck, my guess was that this program was structured to keep Tiger in some way engaged so that the tour can continue to have Tiger Woods as part of their product in whatever way that manifests itself. And, and obviously after, after the car accident, there's new questions that are being asked in terms of how it would manifest itself. But that's my guess of what's really going on here. And then when you put together a program like that, because you are a tour that represents the entirety of the tour, they put together the program and expanded it, extended it to the top 10. And these top 10 are having a massive impact. Now, Ricky Fowler's getting a lot of discussion, a lot of criticism and fairness because he's not been playing well, but he's prominent on this list. He just got the exemption into, into the PGA. Uh, you know, it's from that standpoint, I kind of think for a second, well, how, how is it that we blame Ricky for being Ricky so much? He's got an engaging personality. He's a good looking guy. He's, he's, he's in every other commercial or every one, however you want to define it. I get it. Uh, and, and I, I also, again, from an entertainment standpoint, uh, I'm glad that John Catlin got the exemption as well in the PGA Championship because he deserved it. Uh, but from a Ricky standpoint, I, I think that everyone kind of rolled their eyes and said, you know, this this it, it's it takes away the purity of of the competition. But it also is clearly a nod, in my opinion, to the entertainment side, saying, well, this is this is about ratings and this is this is about all that all those criteria they had the Q the Q and all that other business. So. It's interesting. Uh, so here's Justin Thomas when he addressed the, the media at the Valspar Championship. And the first one he was talking about was Rory. Now, obviously, Rory is probably going to be second to Tiger in terms of benefiting from this program. And again, you don't hear too many people complaining about Rory in that regard because Rory is moving the needle globally, but he's also out competing and competing well. Maybe not to the standard that he wants right now, but he's still playing pretty well. That's, that's the funny thing with, with Rory is that we have these discussions about him being in slumps as he continues to rack up top tens or better. So here is JT talking about starting with Rory McIlroy, but he spoke about the, the player impact program as well. Uh, yeah, I'm very surprised. I mean, I think we all are. Rory's one of the most talented uh, golfers I've ever played with, but I think something that is very underrated and people don't realize is how hard he works. Um, I mean, he's out there a lot, puts in a lot, a lot, a lot of hours, and he's very similar to me to where he always wants to get better, probably to the point where it hurts him at times, like it does myself. I mean, I, I've often spent time with my putting or my golf swing trying to perfect it, when in reality I just need to make work with what I have. But I, I have no issue with him, you know, getting another opinion. I mean, that's something that we've always talked about, my dad and I. It's it's like, hey, if what you're doing, you don't necessarily need to completely change and go and, you know, change coaches and trainers, whatever. But it's like, hey, if if you feel like something isn't working, um, I mean, my dad's always said that to where if we couldn't figure something out in the golf swing. I mean, we did it with Matt back in the day when I worked with, with Matt Killen and my putting. If my dad was like, hey, I just can't quite figure out why he's doing this. Can you look at this? You know, it's just having that second opinion and, and sometimes hearing it's said a different way, just clicks for you. But then sometimes altogether a different coach just might, the methods and theories might make more sense to you. So, I mean, he's clearly going to do what's best for his game. Um, you know, he's not just doing it because, you know, I mean, I was playing poorly with this coach and I just need to change coaches because I'll start playing better. It's like he likes what he's saying. But uh, the thing about Rory is I know he's going to work through it. And, um, you know, he, he's going he's gonna to win a lot more tournaments and a lot more majors. And, I mean, I, I – still and always will have maybe more respect for him than anybody because he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met for how much success he's had. Uh, I'm not going to pay any attention to it. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Um, obviously, it'd be great to, to be the most popular, if you will, but I'm not out here for a popularity contest. I'm out here to, to win golf tournaments and win as many as I possibly can. Um, if I play good golf, I'll do just fine on that 
that program, uh, that, and that's the main priority. But I mean, it is a it's a it's a cool deal. I mean, it's it's fascinating, and obviously, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions and thoughts on it. But I mean, it's you know, guys like Tiger and Phil that have pushed the game and get the got the purses where they are, got the game of golf where they are. You know, they deserve to be on that to be where they're going to be on that list. It's um, and anybody that thinks otherwise, I mean, I, I just highly disagree with it. It's the reason why we are where we are is because of certain couple people kind of in each generation and in each era, whatever you want to call it. And, um, and they're definitely a huge part of that. And uh, I, I'm not going to pay attention to it. I mean, I'm not going to do anything differently. Um, I mean, I'm already pretty active um, on social media. I'm already pretty, you know, active in trying to, you know, help out other, other media outlets or, or other organizations, charities, whatever it is, whether it's internally or, or, or known, but um, no, I, I'm, I'm just trying to play good golf and the rest will take care of itself. Interesting. So it, again, to what we were talking about, the player impact program, I have my theories as to why the program started, but I think it, 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 it grew and morphed into this concept where they said, well, if we reward the, the top players for their ability to connect, for their ability to engage, then how is that bad for the tour and the product and them? It, I mean, you know, the, the, the rising tide will, will float all ships, but some of those ships are going are to get a lot of gold coin. Uh, DJ spoke about it as well. World number one started by talking about his game. He was asked because of the, the whole conversation about that started when Rory went to Tiger's house and he was like, where are all your trophies? And, and I don't know where Tiger had them. I don't know if he knew where, where they all were, but he's got a lot of them. So uh, DJ was asked about the state of his game. He was asked about where his trophies are too, but he was also asked finally about the player impact program. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's really close. You know, I just haven't put it all together, you know, especially for a week, but, um, you know, I feel like I'm driving it good again. Uh, you know, just, the only thing, just a, a little off with the irons. I mean, that was in Hilton Head. I mean, obviously, I hit a lot of good shots, but just didn't, you know, hit enough and made too many, mis- you know, costly mistakes with the irons. Um, but it feels like it, you know, it's getting better and it's trending in the right direction. Do you have one place where you keep all your trophies? <laughs> yeah, they're all in a box in my office. <laughs> I. <laughs> We're kind of in between houses, so I didn't unpack anything, even though I've been here for like three years, but just never unpacked any of them. They're all sitting in together in, in boxes. I got a few of them out. U.S. Open? It's, yeah, it's sitting out. No, actually it's not. I keep it in the case because I want it to look nice. Um, I haven't really thought too much about it. Uh, I mean, I know it's... Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, like you said. But, you know, Tiger and Phil would be probably the top two, <laughs> I would imagine. But, it, you know, it's obviously it's nice. The tour's, you know, kind of, you know, the guys who, who kind of make, make the tour or, or what it is or, you know, the, the top guys on the tour who put in a lot of the work each and every week and, and draw big crowds. I mean, it's kind of just kind of giving them a kind of a thank you. So I like it. I think it's, it's, it's nice of the tour to do, and it's, and it's deserved. Yeah, I mean, Tiger, is, he's made a huge impact on the game of golf, and, yeah, we're all very thankful for Tiger and what he's done. So, yeah, absolutely, he, he definitely deserves it. Again, interesting comments from the, from the players. It, it is interesting to me how often when they talk about the player impact program, it gets tied back to the Tiger angle where everyone goes, oh, he deserves whatever he gets. Our, our purses, everything, you know, whatever. If they put together a program that perpetually rewards him for being him, he deserves it. I get it, but it's a program that's going, it, it extends to 10 players. That's why Paul Casey was like, you know, I feel for number 11. And I, I don't know whether there's even grounds to feel for any of them because obviously all of those 10 players are already doing the stuff that brings them in tremendous revenue. They're connecting. So it's I just find it I just find it fascinating on on so many different levels and and again my my quintessential position on it is what's the why right 
uh, and I'm and not from a standpoint that I wish to judge the why. I just want to know what it is. What's the official why? Why why did the program get put into place? Why is it so important? Uh, and then then from that standpoint, what do the rest of the what does the rest of the tour feel about it? It almost seems like players know whether they are or are not going to be in that top ten. They already know. They're like predisposed to say, no, I'm not going to get it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing dance videos on TikTok or whatever. Although I think that'd go over pretty well. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up after this. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw, sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then... Finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. All right, let's get you up to speed on what's going on in the world of golf. Uh, NB Park leading the way after eight under par opening score at the HSBC and the uh, LPGA. Uh, On the PGA Tour, this is an active leaderboard, folks. Atop the leaderboard, Emiliano Grillo and Hunter Mahan, both on the mark of three under par. Uh, Mahan is six holes into his round, Grillo is seven holes into his. A host of players and two under par, including... Patrick Rogers, uh, Bubba Watson, Keegan Bradley, Patrick Reed. Speaking of Reed that Dom compared himself to earlier in the program, he is part of PGA Tour Live's coverage that is live right now on the European Tour. Leading the way on the European Tour. Thorbjorn Olesen is nine under par, and he is beating the rest of the field with a, right at the time, at the moment, with a one-shot lead. Over Alexander Bjork, uh, Garrick Higo, a recent winner, and John Catlin, who are all behind him by one stroke. And that, uh, Cali Samuja is seven under. I went to buy a doll for my son. (laughs) I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. 
A Festivus for the rest of us. Well, it's a Festivus on the European tour right now. Nine under par, uh, Thorburn Olison leading the way. As I was saying, Samuja is still on the golf course. He's at seven under. And with working some magic on the 18th hole, he could join the group only one shot behind uh, Olison, who is, who is leading the way. Dom, you're very, very evil, evil, evil man. There's little doubt about that. Let's get you up to speed on how, when, and where you can get your Today's show is highly today. produced. Highly produced. Highly <laughs> produced, indeed. Uh, let's start with the, the PGA Tour. The coverage of the Valspar Championship can be seen today from 2 p.m. Eastern time on Golf Channel over the weekend. It, same crew, but it'll be split between Golf Channel coverage early and then NBC 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Both of these times are Eastern. PGA Tour Live is that right now. PGA Tour Live coverage is distributed through NBC Sports Gold, and they will be on the air again tomorrow from 7 a.m. Eastern Time and PGA Tour Radio from noontime today. Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. for PGA Tour Live and 1 p.m. for PGA Tour Radio. PGA Tour Radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app. It can be heard on PGATour.com for free anywhere around the world. Okay, let's talk about the LPGA. Remember, they are overseas, so they will be on late this evening, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time into the wee hours of the morning, and that will be the start time through the conclusion of the tournament. The European Tour, see if Olison can beat the rest of the field, uh, will be coming on the air again tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. They just came on the air on Golf Channel today, Saturday at 8.30 a.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. will be all of the air times. I hope you guys have a great Thursday. We'll be back with you again tomorrow if we're spared to review everything that took place in the world of golf. Until then, have a good one and goodbye for now.